Hello everyone, I'm Annie Gibbons and you're listening to Memoirs of Successful Women, the podcast where you get to hear candid conversations with fascinating women from around the globe who share aspects of their business and life journey, how they measure their success and what they have learnt along the way. Welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. Today, I have the delight of introducing you to Linda Fisk. She is the CEO and founder of Lead Her Ship Global, where she works to enhance the leadership blueprint of unstoppable women around the world. She's super interested in the psychology of influence, persuasion, negotiation, and she uses her PhD and MA in clinical psychology uh, to have written extensively on subjects like social comparison, depression, anxiety, subjective well-being and personality theory. And the most cool thing that you're going to love today, listeners, is that she's able to uh, relate her scientific research into really um, easy to understand concepts. So welcome to the program, Linda. Thank you so much, Annie. It's such a pleasure and privilege to be here with you. And I tell you, I'm such a big fan of what you're doing, the impact you're making in the world, the conversations you're starting, and a lot of the guests that you've profiled. I feel honored to be among them. So thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to have you on board because I haven't had anyone of your caliber really focusing on leadership and the blueprint of leadership and why we as women really need to claim that world and word and see ourselves as leaders you know many of us become leaders over our career or we suddenly get to a stage in life where we go oh my gosh I'm leading this group or this family or this sort of section of community or whatever but how do you actually um describe well what is the blueprint of a successful female leader how about we just dive straight in today I love that thank (laughs) you well I will tell you I'll just make this really quick there are a thousand leadership theories and there's a lot of studies around leadership and all of those are super interesting and they're all valid in some way but I will simplify it down to one concept I think leadership starts from the inside out Leadership is not a title. It is not a rank in an organization. It is not a position that you hold in your community or your church or your workplace. It is about being clear about your purpose here on earth, exactly what your purpose is, being clear about your mission and your vision and stepping into that power boldly and with confidence. And that only happens if you believe that you are a leader. You could have just graduated college. You could still be in high school, but if you believe you have a clear purpose for being here and you understand and have really clarified what your mission and your vision is, and you step into that power with enthusiasm, confidence, with a sense of boldness, then you are absolutely a leader of people. I find that the best leaders that I have ever had the privilege and honor of working with were were able to do three things. One, they were able to inspire people to see a greater possibility than perhaps that team was able to on their own. They were able to paint a vision, a mission, a 
a possibility, an opportunity that was so engaging, so compelling, so inspiring that people rallied around that vision. They wanted to see it come to fruition. That is the great leader, someone who can inspire others and motivate them and lift them up. The other characteristic I've seen of great leaders is that they're humble. These are lifetime learners. These are men and women who are curious about life, who don't see setbacks or failures or missteps as condemnation of themselves or their team or uh, any one person or group of people, but rather it's an opportunity to learn, to grow, to experience that misstep, that failure, that setback fully and say, what can we learn from this? How can we grow from this? What can we what can we take away from this and apply it to the next step we'll take in our journey together? What can we do to reshape and perhaps reforecast the journey that we're on together as a team? And I think that that takes a level of humility, and I think it takes a level of optimism. And that's the third quality, I think, of a great leader is that they believe in themselves. They have a sense of confidence about their um their God-given opportunity to make an impact in the world. I think that there's this sense that we were all placed on this planet to do something meaningful, whether that's raising a child, running a household, or running a multinational, multi-million dollar business. We were all here to do something with our lives, with purpose and intention. And those leaders that are that feel positively about that purpose, they feel confident about this purpose, that to me is a sign of a true and authentic leader. Oh, beautifully, beautifully said. And so much of that is around, uh, yeah, that that moment in time where you suddenly realise, you know, I can just back myself. I can, you know, look at this in a positive way. I can look at it in an optimistic way. And in that sense that not that the road ahead, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, is going to be easy, but that you embrace the journey, you know, and that's what a lot of my coaching is around that, that actually goes and says, oh, I assume you're going to have bumps in the road. I assume there's going to be trial and error. I assume you could even have some epic fails and we'll have a laugh <laughs> about them, right? You know, and then yes. suddenly it just takes people to that whole next level because they go, oh, you know, I don't have to pull myself back and I don't have to limit myself. I then actually go, oh, I could actually just embrace this opportunity because we've all got those inner desires and passions, right? And I know you do a lot of work with, with women actually just taking time to focus what is your vision for your yourself, your your career, for your life? What is That's your right. purpose? You know, how do we get women particularly because that's our passion uh to actually do that earlier you know there's so many of us like like myself I'll happily say um and possibly yourself that goes oh my gosh I should have stopped um 20 years ago and made this a huge priority to actually go yeah who am I what is my vision what is my purpose because when we unpack that and we spend that time you know, the rest of our life can look really different. You know, why do you think with the women that you meet, they don't do that early enough? Yeah. And I think that some of that is culture. Some of that is mindset. Some of that is the gender differences between men and women. 
But I will share one of my key beliefs with you, Annie, and that is that I believe to fulfill big aspirations, we need to develop critical relationships. We need to invest in others. We need to build critical and authentic communities around us. And I think that uh, if you grew up in a family where this idea of investing in others, giving back, creating authentic, deep, rich, meaningful relationships was something that was was valued, then that becomes much more natural for you. But I believe that success is a team sport and it's best achieved through thoughtful engagement, through collaboration with the people around us. And I will say that as women, I think we are natural connectors. We are natural collaborators. And so being able to recognize that, celebrate that, see that as a gift and a strength Um, then that gives us an opportunity to really explore that as we grow and as we develop as people. And I think that that really is one of the keys to bringing your dreams to life, to be able to connect with others who are going to share in your story. It's, you know, I believe that people want to share their lives, whether it's a moment of joy or a moment of sadness or perhaps a point of transition People want to tell a story and they want you to share in their story. So that connection happens when we listen, when we share ourselves, when we take action. And I think listening can actually be an act of validation where someone is with you in that moment. And if you grow up in a family where people stopped and they listened to you, even as a child, and they validated your feelings, and they connected with you in really authentic ways, then you were given an incredible blessing, but also a model of what it is to form connections with people, uh, to be able to really be able to stop, actively listen, and be with them on the journey that they're on. Um, And to really recognize that just simply the act of listening is a very generous and a very selfless way of showing up for people. Um, It's a way of creating connection with someone that's very real and very authentic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people actually go through life and go, I don't think anyone really understands me. I don't think anyone really knows me or connects with me because that's it. Life gets so busy or people don't put their devices down. They don't look at you in the eye. They don't have these meaningful conversations. And so there's two, two aspects I pick up there. One, you know, you mums listening in, you know, this is why it's so valuable. You have this opportunity to really um, input these amazing, um, this love and care and kindness and, and interest in your young children that when they speak, even if it's not your thing, listen to them, empower them, celebrate their crazy little quirky ways because we all have them and that actually makes us really fun unique human beings um, and then also if we don't have that or we haven't had that ourselves you know get yourself a tribe you know I know you and you and I both Linda are building global tribes of women for that very reason that it's kind of like if you don't have that camp near you ladies you know, join one that is global, join one, you know, it's you're a click away, really, right? Not only in this modern world from actually finding a tribe that 
it will love you, will celebrate your wins, you know, um, because, and that's what I love about, you know, your, your business, you know, that it's, it's actually saying, hey, women globally, you know, you actually have a family here, you know, you have this. That's right. Who will back you. And I think that, that, that need for a feel, sense of community and a sense of belonging is missing for a lot of women globally. Oh, I completely agree, Annie. And I will tell you that, you know, creating your power tribe, as you said, it does demand a bit of bravery. It, it, but interestingly, it's the kind that requires you to take off your armor and to let your vulnerability show. It's bravery based in authenticity and honesty and transparency. And I will say that, um, you know, creating your own power tribe is one of the most important aspects of leadership as well. Because, uh, you know, C-suite women are constantly bombarded with advice about the importance of growing their network. You know, build your personal board of directors. Use every opportunity to network. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And while that's all very inspiring, it's not always intuitive and it can be quite intimidating. So I think as you grow into your leadership role and as you begin to recognize that you want to have a tribe of people around you that celebrate you, that lift you up, that connect you, that open up doors for you, that provide a safety net for you. I think it's so important to be able to recognize what you need in your power tribe. Um, again, I think high-performing executives tend to value the perspectives of other leaders. Having a, a tribe of people around you that offer their wisdom and their experience and their expertise that comes from practical experiences that they've had in similar situations can be absolutely priceless. But most important, I think it's it's absolutely fundamental that you find a power tribe that feels safe for you, where you have a safe environment, where you can share your concerns, where you can show uh, vulnerability, where you can uh, voice uncertainty without having to worry about uh, confidentiality, privacy, or even this idea that you're going to lose the confidence of the people around you. I think being in a community of other leaders allows you to have an outlet of continuously learning and improving in a confidential setting. So while we've all heard the adage, you know, it's not who you know, it's what you know, and you always need to be networking, I think it's really important to find a safe, supportive power tribe that allows you to create impactful, meaningful relationships that can really enrich both your professional and your personal life. Um, and I think there, as you said, there are plenty out there, but um, of course I am partial to leadership global. Um, but, <laughs> but I would say that any kind of leadership community um, definitely has significant and proven benefits. And now, as you said, virtual networking allows for a much more customized approach to networking. And it's so easy, as, the, as you said, a click of a button. Yeah. So you're able to reach a global network with flexible scheduling, with the ability to access recordings uh, at a much more affordable rate. You don't have the experience of having to jump on a plane and travel around the world to actually meet your tribe. You have the opportunity now for virtual networking and that expands your leadership, but it can also enhance your influence globally. 
Hundred percent. I can't believe you know. Definitely in my in my world, you know, grown exponentially due to COVID. The changes that when everyone's online, you know, I'm having actually so many more conversations, more deeper relationships getting built online because one, we're focused, right? You know, times even you know all these women, you know, hundred plus women that I've interviewed globally now. I actually now you know have opportunities to give them a platform but then also you know in that then connections happen friendships happen relationships happen people have got areas of different expertise and when you're in that you know in those safe communities as you said it's got to feel safe uh, then incredible opportunities happen for people and I see that day in day out and I know you must as well you know and I think the difference here is you know and, and I'm a C-suite exec as well um, being CEO of, a, of a, a charity here in Australia and so a lot of that is on what you you know that networking is great but it's also what can I get right whereas the difference in these global communities you will be, be blessed abundantly but you can also give right and that's the difference that when you come in and just go you know I want to give you this opportunity or if there's something that you need how can I help you you know having those sorts of attitudes with women and, and ability then you, you would be blessed tenfold anyway it's just it's it's amazing difference and I feel it I feel the difference now um, in in the corporate world compared to in a in a global community of you know there is so much untapped love and generosity and support and I think that support is is so important you know it's also really interesting that some people don't join these global tribes like you've got because they go oh I'm going to be intimidated all those women are going to be amazing power players they're going to be like the top top you know gurus in their space who am I and you know and I need to encourage people and I'd love you to as well going oh my gosh like even the women that I've met who you go like oh my gosh they're like at the top of the tree if you like everyone has insecurities everyone has imposter syndrome everyone's just on their own journey uh, and it's we're, we're really working hard I think and I'd love to hear your view on that on how do we break down that view of women hates don't compete with each other let's collaborate let's celebrate and everyone has has worth here. Yeah. I mean, what a great point, Annie. Thank you so much for bringing that up. And I agree with you. I don't think there's ever been a better time to invest in your success because as you said, uh, you know, many executives can become insulated and myopic because they believe they're just too busy to network or they don't have time to join a community. They can't work on expanding their network because their workplace is too overwhelming. And I got to say, if that sounds familiar to you, then I would invite you to be creative. Look at your calendar and see where you might be able to find time to connect. Maybe it's before the workday starts. Maybe it's during lunch or during a meal or during a coffee break or an evening. I got to tell you, these leadership communities that are ready built make it so easy to connect and to reach out and to ensure that you're optimizing your opportunity to build these relationships. And these women that join these organizations, yes, they may be, as you said, Annie, top of the tree. These are incredible women that may run, you know, nonprofits, philanthropies. They may be investors. They may run an organization. They could be business owners. They could be um, CEOs or in the C-suite in some way. But how wonderful is it 
that they are there to connect with you, to learn from you, to grow with you, to share their knowledge and expertise. You have the opportunity to create mentoring relationships, advisory relationships with women who have been there and done that. And that is a priceless opportunity. These women are involved in leadership organizations because they want to actively give back. They want to influence, impact, and inspire the next generation of leaders. So I got to tell you, it is time to get comfortable being visible because networking involves being seen and connecting. And you will be absolutely awestruck at the generosity of women, the connections that they'll provide, the networks that they'll open, the doors that they'll open, the tools and resources that they'll share. It's absolutely amazing. And I would also say that when you're thinking about who should be in your power tribe, I would worry less about the intimidation of other successful, amazing women around the globe and see it as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to advance your own definition of success. So no matter how you define success, being a part of a power tribe with other phenomenal women gives you an opportunity to learn and to grow. And I would say that uh, there are a few different kinds of people that should be a part of your power tribe. And number one, I think, is a co-striver. This is someone that's trying to achieve something very similar to you. It could be that you've had an idea in your head about a business that you want to launch, but you've been a little shy to do that. Well, you can meet someone in a leadership organization that's on the exact same journey, on the exact same trajectory you are, and this can be someone that you actually work with. They relate to your goal. They share your um, optimism. They are there to support and encourage you as you both work towards that shared objective. That could be a phenomenal find in a leadership organization or I'm often considered to be a super connector. And I got to tell you that the super connectors that I know are invaluable. They can introduce you to the right people. Having a super connector in your network is absolutely crucial for future success. It totally is. I get people because I'm one of those super connectors as well. And how many times do we get asked, can you please introduce me to so-and-so? Because that's it. Because we are that way naturally, or we have also developed those skills. You know, it is a gift to other people, you know, and and we're usually happy to do that. And I think you struck struck some really interesting uh, chords there with people that, you know, that view of being in tribes where people are the same. You know, I'll even get people commenting here, Annie, why are you interviewing people who, you know, why would you interview Linda when she's got a global tribe and you've got a global tribe and why you're in the same space? And I go, because one, I celebrate what she's doing, awesome. And two, you know, there's enough, it's not as if there's a finite amount of people, you know, there's it, people will relate to different qualities, different different op- opportunities for them. Where's the value for them? If there's no need to compete in that way, if you can collaborate and go, oh my gosh, if my style doesn't work, you should join Linda and Linda's got a tribe. And, and we also then meet up and then go, well, there's opportunities now that we'll know other people with different podcasts or um, speaking some and bits and pieces it just skyrockets because you are actually in the same space and also having someone who relates to you you know 
often when you're in, you know, when you're a CEO like I am or an entrepreneur, it's actually a very lonely place, right? Because other people, yes. you know, particularly like in my space, when you grew up, you, I always knew, you know, the girls in my mum's group, all this or that were, were beautiful people, but they might not have related to your hopes and your dreams and your vision and your passion and your drive and the things you want to do. They're all like, oh my gosh, you know, here's another idea or she's always busy or whatever. And so it allows you to just suddenly find a tribe and go, it's such a revelation, right? When people go, oh my gosh, these are people like me. They believe that my dreams are possible. They believe that, you know, I should I should keep going. I should persevere. You know, it's this, it's incredibly dynamic when you sense that, you know. So I really encourage those of you who go, I don't, I don't connect with people in my space. I, I actually say the opposite. Connect yeah, with everyone that. in your space and also the complementary space, you know, like who also will complement your business. You know, you need to know those people because that just expands your value and opportunity for other people, right? That's absolutely right. And I will also say, you know, it's not an either or situation, I think, between um, joining a community. I'm a part of several communities and they each serve different needs, right? So it could be that you're jo you've joined a community that helps you learn and grow spiritually. You know, maybe it's connected to your church. There could be a community that you've joined that's unique to the, your particular industry and it's very vertically based. So it's a it's a community of architects or designers or IT specialists. And all of that, I think, is really important. But I think there's also something to be said for creating a wide and diverse network. And in fact, there was a new study that was just put out by the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University here in the United States. And it found that there are actually gender differences in the way that men and women create their own power tribes. And men tend to be a part of many wide and diverse yeah. networks. They deploy a kind of what's called centrality strategy. So they try to join as many diverse networks as possible. And that creates a safety net. That yeah. creates an acceleration of opportunities for them. They learn about exclusive sort of advantageous opportunities before everyone else. They're able to uh, sidestep any kind of step back in their career because they already have formed a really dynamic and very diverse network. And identifying and connecting with people who are connected to multiple networks is a key strategy for the most successful men. They have a centrality strategy that allows them to be a part of many yeah. wide and diverse networks. And interestingly, women tend to face a much greater challenge in networking and finding professional advancement opportunities. Yeah. They have, um, you know, much more than men, they have um, often facing cultural or political hurdles um, and they face obstacles that men typically do not. So they need to maintain both wide networks, but also importantly, an informative inner circle. And that's really necessary to land the best positions, to secure the most advantageous opportunities. So women in executive leadership 
uh, benefit from having an inner circle of close female contacts that can share private, confidential information, yeah. as well as diverse, wide networks. So I don't think of it as an either or situation, but really yeah. a complementary situation. I mean, the fact, Annie, that you reached out to me to be a part of this network, of course, I'm honored. I'm, I'm incredibly, I, I recognize the privilege that you've extended to me, but at the same time, I would love to have you teach and coach and train the women of Leadership Global. I'm not a coach. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a trainer. That's not my gift. So women like you, I highlight and spotlight and lift up and celebrate because sharing your expertise makes everyone stronger. Oh, well, there you go. Well, we'll definitely take, take you up on that, Linda. But you can see how this happens, ladies listening in. Exactly that. You just meet people and go, wow, you know, I want to have the diverse breadth. I've got women, friends now and relationships and men all around the globe and you want to have you know that breadth and confidence to reach out to people and go wow you're really interesting I wouldn't I don't even understand everything you do but you're pretty amazing and and um, I want to learn from you or I want to hear more about you know your journey because there's going to always be gold nuggets in different people's journeys and then that necessity and I'd say it's like it's like oxygen ladies you've got to have that little inner sanctum tribe you know that you know and don't go crazy it's not more than you know that's right I think you said five I think that's that's actually a perfect number because you know you can't maintain that depth with so many people but those five are so key don't you think they're they're like yes. they are your your golden ticket because they will know you love you but they'll also be people and I'm strong on this of have people who will actually be really honest with you you know they love you so much that they will give you the honest perspective you know they will they'll be your biggest biggest cheerleader but they'll also be an accountability partner and they'll also be your truth serum and they'll just keep you in check you know in the right way now sometimes you know that they could have an opinion and, and their opinion isn't right you know they're seeing it from their perspective so you're really looking for people at that next level who are not in it for them they're in it for you and they know you and they love you and they support you I just think you know if that is a goal for these young women now coming through in their in their 20s it's it's you know finding the that that group of people who will really support you who who may not be right next to you at the moment they might not be in your friends group your uni group you know you might need to reach out and and develop those relationships and you'll know when you find them because you just like you have those moments every day and when something happens you're like I've got to tell this person I've got to got to get on the thing and tell Linda you know because she's going to think this as well because they're following your journey with you they're they're there for you I think they are so powerful and, and I didn't realize that early in my my years you know I just you know you acquire friends you acquire relationships and they're all just lovely sometimes you can get too broad you know in the in the you want to have a lot of connections and I agree with what you said there that men do that very well they just go oh I know this guy I know this guy he's an awesome dude whatever um, and so they're there in a level that doesn't have to be high maintenance, but it's regular check-ins, it's regular contacts, uh, where the depth can be smaller, you know. So I, I also meet women, um, and I don't know if you find that they, they go, I don't have time. I think you touched on that before, Linda, that wow. they don't have time to do all the networking because they're too busy. But I think sometimes they're too, spending too much time with too many people you know a lot of relationships don't take that much they're just regular touch points right that's in, right in the right way 
I agree. And I got to tell you, I so resonate with what you said, Annie, that a close inner circle of women is so vital that, but, but you need to find women that support you, that champion you, that advise you, that encourage you, and that tell you the truth in love that will, you know, question your decisions when they need to be, that will uh, validate your concerns, that will be able to tell you uh, the truth because they care for you, because they have your own well-being at the top of their priority list. They want to see you achieve your dreams. They want to see you succeed. And to do that occasionally, we all need someone who is going to be a sounding board for us and tell us the truth. And I also think, you know, we've talked about that co-striver and that super connector that I think is so important, you know, that person that can connect you to people and influential groups that you may not typically have access to. That's really important. But you touched on something that I think is equally important is that is having a champion. This is someone who really is your cheerleader, who believes in you. And we all need a champion in our success circle, in our power tribe. This is the person that's always cheering you on and regularly sings your praises or defends you, even if you're not in the room. And I think we all need to find that relationship, right? And I think as women, we often talk about our best friends, but we want to be sure that even in our professional relationships, we have someone in our network who is going to believe in us, who's going to praise us, defend us and lift us up, even if we're not there because they've got our back. And I, again, I feel like, you know, leadership organizations that are already ready built come with champions and people that are re-energizers and mentors and advisors. Yeah, exactly. There's so many people in these groups who would just blow your mind in how generous they are. And so amazing they are. I constantly just get dazzled by by how unique and interesting and, and fascinating people's journeys have been uniquely. And with that comes all their breadth. And, and you mentioned before that, you know, you'll be surprised of the, the you know, the C-suite ladies who are in these groups. And I know I'm in a, in a lot of groups as well. And, and, and it's usually because you know, you get to a stage in your life as well that you're happy to give back. You know, you don't have to, you're not anyone's competition now. You're happy to go, oh my gosh, I've had some crazy learnings. Try this, try that, whatever. You know, you can, there is a, there is so many women globally who are sitting in these groups who are just happy to give back. You know, they're not, they're not even, you know, focusing, they might be, you know, heading for retirement in their last few years, their priorities have shifted now they're working, but they've also got grandkiddies and doing different things. It's fascinating that you just go, wow, you know, it's just, you, you don't even have to pay money for it. You just be alongside people and listen to them. I think you tapped into listening, the value of listening. Wow, so you know, there's so many free, free, uh, yeah, podcasts like this one, or you know, get on Clubhouse and do listen to these people speak, and you will it would just transform your world, right? Because, yeah, and, and what, really what you hear is their their focus, their passion, you know, it's that it's that difference in successful people, I think, that they actually go, I'm just going to do it anyway, because I'm just, I want to achieve it, I want to make it happen, it's important to me, it's important to the planet, it's important to my family, whatever their driver is, a little switch happens, and then they go and say, I'm going to do it, I'm doing it 
anyway because it's 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 important and i think when you you hold back and you go i want something i dream of something but uh, that's differential and so get into these tribes ladies because you will then meet people who go oh my gosh some of them you know might be eccentric might seem a bit out there might be a bit crazy might be a bit hyper driven but they do incredible things and they're generally they're happy right that's the most yeah. fascinating thing you know I, in my business I actually go you know I want success balance and happiness and that's an interesting combination because a lot of people think when you're talking about success and leadership, it's all high power and actually a little bit tough, a little bit alpha. And it can be at times, but you can also then if you tell yourself to go, well, how do these people also get the balance? How do they actually smile a lot and laugh about themselves and things that they've tried? How do you get that combination? You get that by surrounding yourself with people who've done a lot in their life they've learned a lot and they've got that formula right yeah yeah I love that and I think you said something that's so important um that you said you know you may meet some people that seem a little out there that seem really different and yeah. I gotta tell you that's one of the most brilliant things about this opportunity is to build a power tribe full of people that maybe are great at what they do, but they don't look like you. They don't have your background. They don't have your education. They don't have your same network. And it helps us counteract our unconscious biases. It helps us open up our minds to other ways of thinking or the ability to further diversify our network. And there's something about that that is just absolutely invigorating. It's absolutely enlightening to be um, confronted with people who see the world wholly differently than you do. It's absolutely fascinating. And I got to tell you that in my experience, I'm finding this entire new group of extraordinary women that I have now dubbed the new elite. And the new elite is a group of women, and they tend to be younger than I am, that they are emerging in the world today and they come from every single walk of life, but they they share three qualities. Number one, they are awakened to their purpose. They are clear about their purpose in this world. Number two, they serve their mission with integrity. They There's no way you could pull them off course. They are so clear about their purpose and their mission, and they're absolutely steadfast in their integrity. And number three, they support individual freedom and individual expression. Yeah. And they want people to show up authentically. They want people to be absolutely who they are with no pretense, with no supposition of who they should be. And I got to tell you that this group of what I consider to be the new elite is not necessarily based on the fact that they've graduated from a top school or they have a career where they're making a certain level of income or they hold a lot of influence in the world. It really is about the fact that these people are awake and they are purposeful and intentional in the way that they spend their time, their resources, their relationships. They tend to be smart and driven and funny and caring. And they yeah. strive to be their best and they uplift and encourage those around them. And to me, that is the best defin definition of this idea of elite, especially oh. the new elite. Oh, the new elite. <laughs> 
the new elite i'll have to i'll have to tell one of my daughters that my youngest daughter is that classic gen z describing you and she really she's she's different i had two sets of twins two years apart so i've got 28 year old and 26 year old twins i know right jaw dropping and then my youngest is 20 just turned 22 and so the difference of the millennial to the gen z you know it's it's quite stark in our household and she at times you know it's really interesting for us you know she'll she's so she's so folks she just goes I know who I am I'm unapologetic you know and so sometimes you know coming from our generation you can kind of go oh it's a little bit rude you know you'll ask her to do something she goes no that's just not going to work for me and you kind of get this pushback and whereas I came from a generation of you know oh yeah I'll help I want to be good I want to I don't want to be rude I don't want and so it, it took me a little while to go she's not rude she's actually just claiming her time so she can be more of who she wants to be which is exactly what we're wanting to be and it's really I'm meeting now I've got I've got one um, gorgeous employee who's actually got very similar traits and you just kind of go yeah they're just saying I know who I am I know what I value my time I'm you know I'm you know I might use it to grow my career to invest in me I might actually do it so I can volunteer for others I can create this life of design which is what we're wanting to do that that works for them and if they're happier and healthier and more purposeful more intentional then they're actually able to then do all these other things as well. So I think it's really fascinating. I encourage those of you who sort of steered away from people who are from a different different generation or just asserting themselves in new ways that it's actually fascinating. We can learn so much from them to, to actually go, yeah, that's right. I, I actually now really admire it. Sometimes I get confronted. I go to my daughter and go, you know, could you do this? She's like, and she'll just hit this. You just hit these little walls, but they're not bad walls because she's, she's valuing herself. And I think a lot of, you know, we can talk for days, uh, <laughs> Linda, but, you know, that sense of valuing self, knowing yourself and then knowing what that means to be able to, to um, grow yourself and then also grow all the other things that are important to you, which which are not selfish, right? Most of them no. are. Most of them are not selfish. They're actually just really great things for humanity. And these people coming through, these new elite, they're just, they're so impressive. They're so focused. So impressive. So impressive. You know, you just go, wow, talk about back yourself. I think the real gems happen when, when you meet them that you go, yeah, you back yourself because you have assurance. You have assurance and confidence in who you are. And then they'll all, I bet, have a little tribe around them who go, yeah, you go, girl, I'm here for you. Or, you know, what we yes. think. They all want to learn from each other as well as grow. Uh, so, so powerful. So what do people receive when they come to see you at your Leadership Global? What, what does Leadership Global give to the women of the planet who, who are wanting a little bit more today? Oh, thank you so much for asking. I will say Leadership Global is, in my estimation, one of the most powerful communities of extraordinary women on the planet. And the, I think the amazing thing about this particular community is its generosity. The women there really genuinely are trying to accelerate the success of every single member that is a part of Leadership Global. What you find is that women work together. And I have seen partnerships formed. I've seen companies 
uh, collaborate together. I've seen JOAs created. I've seen philanthropies get built. I've seen nonprofits get funded. I have seen such phenomenal growth. I've seen partnerships where both entities grew five times the prior year trying to go solo, trying to do things by themselves. It's just remarkable what happens when women come together to collaborate and to accelerate their definition of success together in community in a safe, private, and confidential community of women that can be transparent and honest, as we said, in a safe haven. I feel like there's such transformative power in this idea of partnership. And what we at Leadership Global try to do is understand the unique definition of success for every single member, really what they're trying to achieve. And then we give them the resources, the tools, the connections, the diagnostics, the assessments, the uh, industry research, as well as the network to accelerate their success. So we have huge learning events. We have curated one-on-one introductions. We have small group learning events. We have intimate trust forums and leadership boards and rise boot camps and all of these opportunities for women to connect, to learn, to grow, to advance their definition of success and to leave a legacy. Ultimately, I think all of us want to feel as though our lives mattered and we want to leave a legacy. And so we help women define what that looks like for them, and then work towards that vision. And it is the most gratifying um, and the most exhausting work I've ever done in my life, right? Because you have thousands of women that are all deserving and that you want to uniquely support and you want to accelerate their success. And it takes all of us working together to be able to see that come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. And who doesn't want to accelerate the success, right? Like, you know, where you can chip away, chip away, chip away, and then suddenly have an opportunity to just springboard. And, you know, that's right, 5x, 10x your situation, which happens day in, day out. We see it all the time, but other people don't think it's possible. It's seriously possible. So reach out to Linda. What is your website, Linda? How will they find you? It is lead hershipglobal.com. So it's leadership with an H. So leadhershipglobal.com. Annie, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about Leadership Global. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to have this really fun, dynamic, and interesting conversation with you. And you are, you talk about taking a stand for powerful women. You have done such a phenomenal job with your podcast, with your work, with your coaching. It's just been remarkable to be in your presence and also to see the incredible impact you're having in the world. So thank you. Thank you so much for those kind words. It's been an absolute delight to have you on my program. We are definitely going to be networking and collaborating and seeing what opportunities are available and also just to girl fan each other and say, keep doing what you're doing, right? You know, and that's, that is so powerful to have people believe and support in, in whatever you're doing globally. So women out there listening in, you keep doing what you're doing, keep listening in, keep getting tips, connect with Linda, connect more with myself connect with our global communities um, and really yeah the biggest message today is just back yourself to be yourself right it's about it's that awareness to then be able to step up and stand out 
and just make yourself known and just, yeah, listen, look, learn, get to know, like, trust other people, get them to do the same to you. And, uh, you know, you are going to be well on your way to the, the, you know, the future life that you desire. And that's what it is. It's a deep desire to be authentically you. So thank you for being on the program today, Linda. And I wish you all the best with your future success. Thank you, Annie. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Memoirs of Successful Women. You can find me at anniegibbons.com where you can download my free resources, get connected on social and check out my online magic transformation program. If you love this show, feel free to subscribe to future episodes and of course, share it with your friends. I'll see you again soon and until then, happy podcasting.